this is your next step to defeating the narcissist. Learn how to master your boundaries, how to release responsibility for another's emotional response, how to feel the power of your self-sovereignty, free yourself from narcissistic abuse, and draw long-lasting, powerful boundaries. Get your free workshop now at ravenscott.show forward slash free dash workshop. Welcome to the Empath of the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, and I welcome you here to the show. If you are new and are enjoying this podcast, help me help others. Rate and review. Take a screenshot and DM me at Raven Scott Show on Instagram for a free human design reading to answer your pressing questions about the root cause, your future, and external forces that influence you. Hello, hello. I'm grateful to be back. I've had some deep contemplations lately and beautiful discoveries and still feel like I'm in the dark spaces of my spiritual journey and emotional journey in maturing into the soul that I desire to be. And so if you find that I am a little bit more quiet on Instagram this week, just due to everything going on in the astrological realm and emotional journey, I will be a little bit more quiet, but I will be working and discovering some amazing things, unconscious discoveries and unconscious revelations that I will bring to you once I've found and discovered them and emerged from the underworld. Today we're talking about warning signs that the empath's emotional needs are not being met in your current relationship or in a past relationship and you're just processing it. Maybe you've just broken up and feel like you could work on some things, um, struggling with being pulled back in and hoovered back in. And like we had talked about last week in the podcast, really holding firm and knowing the signs if you're going to be going back into that relationship, right? If your boundaries and resolve are weakening. And the last thing you want to do with a narcissistic abusive relationship is go back into it, not protected. Go back into it without professional help and without therapy and guidance. So today we're going to talk about some other signs. Are your emotional needs not being met? And I know that it's not the full responsibility for your partner to provide you emotional needs. It is ours, right? It is solely ours to make sure our emotional needs are met. But again, when you're in an abusive relationship, you need to see that you can be with somebody who can support you or be perfectly fine on your own, right? You don't need to be codependent on them to provide you emotional needs. But when you're with someone who is cutting you down, pushing you down, making you exhausted, pushing past your boundaries, that that should not be put up with either, right? So you shouldn't be with someone who's treating you that way. And sometimes it takes falling apart for better things to fall into place. Sometimes it takes losing what you are settling for 
to remind you what you truly deserve. Sometimes it takes the most uncomfortable paths to lead your life to the most beautiful place. I wish I could credit whoever spoke this quote. I don't have the source for that. It was just, you know, how social media takes a blurb of a quote and just puts it up on your reels and you're like, oh, I love that. Going to use it. Uh, However, I do look forward to purchasing a book. I'm going to get the Yale book of quotes, which will be able to help me source quotes accurately and not misquote people and not miss source quoting people. Number one sign that your emotional needs are not being met is you are burned out and exhausted. Uh, You've not been able to take a break from your partner's needs and their high demand socializing. You as empaths need to take a break. You need to recharge in the quiet space of your own quiet time all by yourself. Because you take on the energies of others, you can sense every little iota of feelings in a room to make sure that everyone's happy and everything's balanced. That can be overwhelming. And you know you don't have to do that job either. So the other part, as we get to the end of my podcast, is talking to you about how you can build up a beautiful uh, protection around yourself so you're not absorbing everyone's energies unconsciously. And it can be really overwhelming. You know, you start to feel run down. You don't have any downtime or alone time. You're doing so much in the household for your partner who is not doing anything. You're exhausted. Maybe they're, they're needing you, right? They're demanding your needs, you know, at nighttime, past your bedtime. They're demanding of you what, whatever they're doing. They're, they're having an episode where they're upset at you. And so then they wake you up and they don't allow you to sleep. Those are all things that are not nourishing to you and they're hurting you. And you're exhausted and you're burnt out. So this is a number one sign that your emotional needs are not being met. Because when you're able to retreat and recover and have your own time, you're able to rejuvenate yourself. You're not exhausted. You can take on whatever tasks or parties you have. And finding that balance in a relationship is important. So being able to set a boundary and say, I'm more than happy to socialize with your friend or go out late at night or go clubbing or whatever their demand is every other weekend and then I need the other weekends just to be at home and be alone and you know they can go out on their own if they want but you need to not be their arm candy and go out with them so drawing boundaries is the tip here and if you're finding the sign that you're burnt out and exhausted is draw those powerful boundaries so that you can hold them and you can recover and you can rest in your alone time, in nature, reading a book, lounging around in the house, and just being by yourself. The second sign your emotional needs are not being met is you are sacrificing pleasure for duty. We had just heard this on episode 66 with Karine Brule talking about how You are always constantly being kind and sacrificing your own needs, your own pleasure to do what is right, to do the right thing, which you've been taught all your life to do. Um, But if you have someone who's highly demanding and is not putting in effort as well in a two-way street, then you're the one constantly 
pouring your energy out, doing things, cleaning the house, cooking, grabbing the tea, the drink, whatever they need while they sit. And it's okay to tell a grown adult that you are busy doing something, you don't have the energy at the moment, you are preoccupied right now, that they can get their own drink, their own whatever, right? And this comes to the point too of like, deeper things, right? You're sacrificing your self-autonomy, your own self-needs to make sure that they are receiving pleasure, let's say in the bedroom, because you don't want them to be disappointed in you. You don't want them to not love you, right? So you're you're basing your self-worth on these exterior factors and sacrificing your own self out of this need to be loved, this need to be loved from an outside source, which is really unhealthy for anybody, and especially empaths who are constantly tapped and tuned in to the energy of another. So the tip for you here is if you're finding yourself sacrificing pleasure is to start practicing saying no in the little things. You know, tune into how your body feels. Does it sound like that would be really pleasurable and I'm happy to do that for them? Or does it sound like it's sacrificing something, like it's draining, like it's a chore, and you then you'll become resentful for doing it. And being able to say no, and then you can start to build up your boundaries of saying no more and more as you develop your strength in that with the bigger things that really drain you of your energy. The biggest tactic is that the narcissist always keeping you tired because when you're tired, your brain cannot function properly. They can keep you in that fog. And then eventually it will lead to your being able to draw the boundary and saying, no more, I'm moving out if you're not going to come to therapy with me or get therapy. And, you know, ultimately splitting that, that cord, splitting that codependency cord. The number third sign that your emotional needs are not being met is you feel lonely. You feel disconnected even when they're in the room with you. And your value and your worth is intertwined with how they feel towards you, with how their attitudes are towards you, with their actions towards you. And like I said in the point above, that is a dangerous place to be when you're basing your self-worth upon anything outside yourself. Because a narcissist, they don't truly, truly love you. They don't have the ability to connect with you empathically. And they don't have that ability to nourish your emotions. This is the biggest crux of the narcissist. And the toxic combination of the empath thinking that they can fix the narcissist and rescue them and help them. But you are not there for that. You are here for your own journey. You're not here to fix them. You're not even a professional licensed therapist who really have a difficult time and don't even really hope to fix the narcissist. They just hope to open their eyes a little bit, like 10%. So they don't love and cherish you if you've watched romantic comedies. You know, you you see them being very loving toward each other, cherishing, you know, reassuring, giving compliments and hugging and and kissing. Now, those things you may sometimes get when they want to get their way and what they want something, but you don't get that on a consistent basis, which then should show you and you should wake up to the truth that that love is being a tactic, right? The love is not something that's truly provided to you because they cherish and love you. So in order to help you not feel lonely when you're with them, 
is to cultivate hobbies and to work on your self-love journey, to practicing your mirror work, doing your journaling time, investing in your self-development, self-love, the nurturing of yourself, affirmations, your inner child meditation, all of the healing things that are in that narcissist workshop that I provide that's for free, that plus more and in my book, and even more, right? There's so many tools is to be able to help you cultivate your self-love for yourself. Because once you become your own mother, your own lover, your own self-sustenance and need provider, you don't need them anymore. And you don't have to feel lonely because now you're, you're going to meet new friends and attract healthy relationships that start to foster this feeling of community. And you will then find yourself growing out of the narcissist and moving on or cutting ties. And I know it's a treacherous journey, but you can do it. And that's really the biggest tip is to work on loving yourself. So you'll never feel alone because again, basing your, your feelings about yourself and love on anything outside yourself is going to put you in a vulnerable state to feel lonely. Number four is feeling overwhelmed. You're constantly tuning into their negative emotions and energy. Maybe you don't have your empath aura protection up and you're tuning into your coworkers and your family members and everyone else's energy. And you're not aware of this and you're constantly amplifying this and they're draining you of your energy. And you need to become aware that this is a survival habit that you've generated and started ever since you were a child due to whatever happened in your your childhood and the, the household environment. So you just need to know that this is an unconscious habit. You're not aware of it. So now you're aware. Now you know, oh, I'm drained and overwhelmed and feeling just exhausted all the time is because you're amplifying and you're soaking up others' fear, worry, doubt, anger, depression, all these things. You can also feel their heightened, you know, joy and ecstaticness on the higher end, but those aren't going to make you feel drained. It's the negative energies that make you feel drained. So in order to stop this is to become aware, number one, and then build up your empath protection bubble. It's a very quick meditation I have on the playlist on the YouTube channel, soon to be on our app, which is another reason I want to retreat and focus in a bit getting the Audible book launched and getting the app run. But I want to have a place that is a support for you. And so having this quick five-minute meditation to help you just build up your aura, do it the beginning of every day, get ready for the day, build up your beautiful, you know, invisible bubble shell, become like the bubble boy, and be able to go out in the world with negative emotions bouncing off your bubble and your light still shining beautifully throughout those holes. And when you're with the narcissist and you're overwhelmed, they start to blame you and shame you even more. They don't stop and ask, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And they start to um, really pour on the guilt of how you're not meeting their needs because you're overwhelmed and pulling back. So from Jackson at jkzn.wav on Instagram, I love this quote he has put out there, stop caring what they think, stop thinking they care, master these two things and it will instantly increase your peace of mind.
Number four, when your emotional needs are not met, you avoid conflict because that means you don't feel safe. You don't feel safe to be able to express your emotions because whenever you do, a conflict arises. Or if you don't, if you disappoint the narcissist, a conflict arises. And so you know you're not in a safe place when you're avoiding conflict, when you're lying behind their backs, when you're skirting around the issue. Some people call it we're walking on eggshells. That means that they're not holding space for you to be able to address your concerns. And yeah, the conflict then becomes a blame and a shame game and a tactic. And it doesn't feel good. And you don't want to keep taking that abuse. So you're avoiding the conflict because emotionally they cannot support you. So a tip for this is to recognize you are avoiding conflict. And I would say growing your courage and strength and resilience in conflict is important. And you don't have to get into picking fights, but being able to stand your ground and say, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I think on this topic and stop avoiding it. And the more you do that, the more you will gain resolve to say, you know what, I'm done putting up with this because I can't even speak my own truth. I can't even be myself. They're not going to hear me or change. So I need to leave. I need to think of a plan to figure out how to get out of this. Some it may be easy and for, for some of you it may not be. So this, this, is, this is part of the whole process of realizing that you need to detach those cords of enmeshment with a narcissist. And number six, if you have children, is you will go to your children for love because you're not receiving it from your narcissistic partner. And you will seek out, you know, when you're feeling lonely and you feel like you want to cuddle, you know, you'll seek out your children to cuddle with and to feel not lonely. And there's a difference between having beautiful, healthy bonds with your children and providing them a safe and cozy, cuddly place versus you're going to them for them to support you. And that really puts the child in a very awkward position and makes them want to grow up. You know, they have to grow up too soon. They're catering to your needs. Um, And again, this goes back to your self-love journey. You need to really love yourself so you don't go to your children who are not emotionally developed to be able to be your support for the lack of love that you have and love yourself. Because when you start to mother yourself, you can then be the mother for them, no matter what you're going through. You can be that solid, rooted tree for them. But if you're floundering and if you're drowning and you're barely hanging on, you're just going to pull them down emotionally with you. And so I can't reiterate it enough. It's developing your self-worth, self-love, and your investment into really knowing, truly knowing yourself is, is really important for you, for your mental health, for your emotional intelligence, and for the next generation's emotional intelligence and for their needs of what, what they need to be able to grow up into healthy human beings. Because this kind of perpetuates the cycle is, you know, a mother might latch on to their child, treat them like the partner, give them all the love and praise and maybe it's only one child versus all of her children and then with all that love and adoration that child becomes almost like they're flying monkey to all the other you know siblings I mean every situation is unique so it's not always a flying monkey situation it might just be 
They've been adored and um, loved, but without boundaries, right? Without consequences. And they're not in a appropriate parent-child role. There's almost kind of brought up or the parent has been brought down to the child's level. And sometimes in turn, those children become narcissists themselves because they've never been taught how to attach properly, emotionally. They've never been taught boundaries. They've never been taught how to take responsibility. Nothing is ever going to be that child's fault as they're learning and growing emotionally because they have to be that love support for that lonely parent. So those are the warning signs and paths if your emotional needs are not being met in your current relationship, in a past relationship, in a relationship you're about to break up in, or recently broken up in. All of these things are vital for you to understand and for to, to open your eyes that you need to grow strong. You need to develop courage. You need to develop strength to stay the course and to stay away from the narcissist, to go gray rock, to go no contact or very low contact with the narcissist. There's no need to play into their drama. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for your support in rating and reviewing this podcast, sharing with your friends on social media, tagging me. I'd love to connect with you. Tune in to this Thursday's episode with Anna C. Jones. She is a life coach and she shares with us uh, her experience with a small stint with a narcissist and why she stayed with a narcissist. So tune into that this Thursday. I appreciate all of you so much for, yeah, for being here. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. The attention and adoration that is poured onto the empath by the narcissist is like a monsoon in a desert. And it feels so good because they've been parched and neglected for so long. This is just one of the many powerful messages from my book, The Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse, Recover from PTSD, Codependency, and Gaslighting Manipulation, a guide to heal childhood trauma with effective exercises. This book contains 20 plus healing resources, guided meditation, exercises, and journal prompts for healing, human design, and astrology concepts. Buy your copy on Amazon today. Thank you.